it's the next level. You need a plan. I want to be on the radio. He wants to be on radio. But to be on the radio, you have to have a voice. You have to have some verbal ability. You hardly ever say a word. I talk. This is ridiculous. I don't understand. You need to grow up. Is that Pat? No way. Oh man, I love that guy. We'll put no more tears on the label. But it does make you cry. I know. for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's The Melting Pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to The Melting Pack. Here's your host, Pat Johnson. All righty, well, thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends, welcome to the show, The Melting Pack, here on the Next Level Network. Today is one of uh, a series. I don't know, actually, if this one's going to be first or not, but it's the first one I'm recording, so there you go. Uh, what I plan to do, because there will be times at some point, probably, hopefully for good things, not for terrible things, where I don't have time to record a full episode in a timely fashion. So I have decided, I came up with this brilliant idea, which now that I'm looking at all these things, it's maybe not a brilliant idea, but this could be fun. It's going to be fun. It'll be fun. We're going to have fun! Sorry, that's dad vacation mode. So uh, I decided I'm going to take one topic, just ramble on it for, I don't know, 20 or so minutes, and then um, that'll be that. So today's episode, I'll call them appetizers because I don't know why, actually, um, but I'll call them appetizers. We'll go from there. We'll, we'll roll with it. If you come up with something different, let me know. I'm everywhere at The Melting Pat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and .com. And yes, I realized... Uh, that one was like an auctioneer. Hey, we're going to Facebook, Instagram, Meltapack.com. There you go. All right. So today, what I would like to talk to you about is my experience in independent radio. So as you may know, if you've been listening for a long time, again, I don't know when this is going to come out. So this could be a week from now. It could be a, you know six months from now. I have no idea, but I'm throwing it up there. I could be dead by the time this comes out. I don't know what's going to happen. This could be the last episode you ever hear of this show. Who knows? I better make it good. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so you may know, if you uh, have been listening for a while, that I used to do this show, basically, um, on live radio. So I was on independent radio, an internet radio station called Party 93.4. And it was also for a little while on FM in uh, New York somewhere. Um, so that was pretty cool. So I got to be on FM radio, technically. I don't know anybody who listened on FM. Um, I'm so sorry if you did. But there you go. So there was a lot that went into it that uh, I've never talked about, and I kind of wanted—I don't want to. I don't know. I mean, not all of it was bad. Don't don't feel like this is a kind of shoot interview or a, or a tell-all book or whatever, like we talked about. Um, it's not a memoir. I don't know. I'm not interesting enough to write a memoir. But um, a lot of it kind of uh, it boiled down to some interesting things that were not fun. But the show overall, like doing the whole experience overall was fun. But there were some, there were definitely some bumps in the road. So uh, this started in 2011, this show. And I was out of school and I was uh, not doing live radio at the time. I was producing a live show, an internet show uh, for a friend. And that was a lot of fun. But really, I wanted to get back on the air. So 
uh, my brother Bill found an ad on Craigslist. They were looking for on-air talent. And I'm like, hey, I'm an on-air talent. Like, I know things. I've got, you know, samples or I've got experience and I, I know how to do things. So I responded and they said, sure, let's do this. You know, you've got a couple years experience. It was college radio, but I don't think they cared. I th- maybe, I feel like they just wanted a warm body and uh, <laughs> like they wanted someone to respond. So I did and I, I talked to the guy. So he said, all right, here's the deal. You know, no profanity, no uh, songs in the top 100 because something about their royalty agreement. I don't really understand it. I never really asked. Um, but my playlist was basically, you know, 2000s on. So uh, was not, I went earlier rather than later for the most part. As far as I can recall. I don't know. There were 200 episodes, so what the hell. Um, he's like, all right, we'll set you up. We'll get you uh, get you trained. We'll get you on a shift, and we'll do the thing. So my first time slot, I went through three because things happened. I'll explain. Uh, was four to five Friday evenings, and it was great for me because I was back on the air, and it was, uh, it was a solid time. You know, I was interviewed by, I'm not going to do names, but uh, he trained me. He was like, hey, a different guy than who I talked to. Um, we're still buddies, actually, that guy and I. Kind of. Twitter pals, we talk occasionally. Uh, but he trained me. He's like, hey, here's how it works. Here's the broadcast program, which is what I had used uh, for two years prior. So I, I knew how that worked. And he's like, all right, basically, just no profanity. Make sure that you're in the uh, DJ chat program to talk to the people. So you can, uh, the way it had to work was we, because we all worked from our own places. There was no office. We all worked uh, remotely. So we had to be in there and one of, you know, whoever was on had to stop the play thing, the encoder it's called. And then we had to start it at that exact time. So there wasn't dead air, right? So we had to do that. And that was kind of rough. But uh, being able to chat with fellow talent in, um, in that little DJ, it was, first it was, Team speak, I guess, and then it was Ventrilo. They upgraded or something. They changed. It. I don't know what happened, but it was basically a little chat program where you could talk to your buddies and be like, "Hey, count them in. All right, you got five minutes. You know, count them down so they know when they get started." Um, and then you had kind of like a weird relationship with the people in front of you or ahead of you. And sometimes the people were friendly and were talkative, and you know, "Hey, how's it going?" Like, "Hey, what are you talking about on the show?" I'll promote it, um, which I always tried to do. And sometimes they didn't. Sometimes they were like, all right, cool. You know, you got a few minutes, good to go. And they didn't want to talk. And that's fine. I wasn't slighted at all. You know, I didn't have the best microphone. So maybe some of them, you know, were mad they couldn't hear me too well. I don't know. I have no idea. But, you know, so that was kind of fun. It was, again, we all worked from our houses. I was in my mom's attic and uh, using the old blue snowball. And so that was, uh, it was fun. And I remember, I've talked about this before, my first show ever. It was the end of June. And, um, I had some technical hiccups that I was trying to work out, but then I got to the end of the show, and of course, I ended each show with a cold beverage, like I do with this podcast, and I got to the end, and I meant to say, crack open a cold one, that I'm saying crap, then my catchphrase was born, and the weird thing, though, was I got off the air, and I saw that the station manager, the, the program director, was in the chat, and he's like, hey, man, how'd your first show go? And I was like, oh, you know, it was all right, you know, nervous, whatever, and I thought, man, it's weird he didn't listen. Right, it's weird that he didn't listen to the to the new guy. Not that he can listen to everybody who's on the show on the air all the time, like he has other people to do that. But you would think he would listen to my first show to make sure I didn't say, <laughs> right? Maybe I don't know, but he didn't, and I thought it was really strange. Um, so I was on Fridays for a little while, and then I started to. Well, actually, first I was, and I don't think I've told the story. 
but I went to the hospital because I was having some abdominal pain. I'm like, oh, crap. Is my appendix going to burst? Am I going to have to have surgery? This is a mess. And, of course, it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Friday. And Bill drove me over. And they were like, hey, we'll do a CAT scan. We'll do a thing. I'm fine. It's okay. It was something different. It was not appendixitis. Don't worry. <laughs> I was okay. Um, but I was lying in the ER at 4 o'clock, 3.45, 4 o'clock. And so I tried to call the guy like, hey, I'm not going to make it. I'm in the hospital. Like, I'm not. This is not going to happen. I'm not going to get home in time. And I didn't reach him. And then I got home, you know, after my air shift had ended. And he's like, hey, man, how's it going? Um, I was like, yeah, dude, sorry. I was in the hospital. I didn't get to do the show. And his response, I'll never forget it, was, oh, so there, there was an hour of dead air? No, like, oh, dude, are you good? Like, or like, what happened? What's going on? His uh, His priority was there was dead air for an hour on the station. And I was like, all right. And this was very early on in my tenure. I should have realized right then that I was going to be in for some bumpy stuff. But uh, I stuck it out. I had a lot of fun, actually. And then, um, you know, I got past that, whatever. And then I was working a lot because, you know, Fridays. And it got to be October, November, you know, into December. Well, actually, no, December I was uh, on Wednesdays. But um, it got to be November, and I was working retail at the time. I was at the card store, and I had to, you know miss the show for work. Like I had to go make money. By the way, we were not paid for this. That's, I should point that out. It was part of a nonprofit organization and uh, we were not paid. We were promised um, job leads to real radio gigs after six months. Guess what? That didn't happen. Uh, so I don't know, strike two, strike four, who knows? So I was working a lot and they didn't want to have too many um, what they're what they're called voice track shows, voice tracked shows. There we go. So they didn't want. They wanted you to be live. They branded themselves as a live station. They wanted you to be live. Okay, fine, no problem. So he was like, "Oh, I'm." Con he was like, "Oh, I'm concerned. You're, you're uh, pre-recording too many shows. I'm concerned." And I was like, "All right, what can we do?" He's like, "All right, we'll move you to another play, another spot." So here's the spot that's open, and it was Wednesdays, 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Great, right on the cusp of prime time. Um, for some reason, when I moved to Wednesdays, I don't know if I. It's because I had you know six months of shows under my belt or the new time slot, the new computer that I got because mine crapped out. And uh, thanks mom, by the way, for that. And I don't know what the deal was, but you know, Wednesdays I kind of found a bit of a rhythm, found a groove. I was discovering new music. We had this big um, DJ pool, they called it, which was independent artists could submit their, uh, their tunes for airplay. And I, I came up with a whole bunch of new stuff there. Um, actually, I found Unquiet Nights through there, and uh, Luke Mathers has been on the show. I should probably have him back. That'd be fun. Um, maybe he'll have been back on the show by the time this drops. I have no idea when this is coming out. Uh, so I don't know. Wednesdays was a lot more fun, and then I ended up... Um, I can't remember what happened. When I, Like, I had some issues on... Oh, I know, I know now. So it was about that time where I would have more internet issues. So here's what would happen when we would record the show, like we would hit the encoder, hit play, and then it would record. So we'd be broadcasting and recording at the same time. So we'd save the broadcast and then upload it to iTunes. So whatever went out over the air is what came back on the stream. So I would come back and listen, like go through the shows or people would be like, Hey, are you off the air? Because the stream would just stop working. It would just cut out. And there'd just be nothing. And then I'd come back, you know, a minute or so later, maybe not even that long. In the middle of a sentence, people are like, oh, what happened? Well, 
what I think happened is the server was garbage and they weren't paying enough money or somebody wasn't paying enough money or something. Maybe just a crappy server and uh, it just didn't work well. But every time you submitted a a support ticket to these uh, these guys, like, hey, the stream keeps cutting out or something, I'm losing parts of the show, what's going on? The answer would always be, oh, it's your internet. Check your internet. Like, well, I already upgraded. Like, I'm already hardwired in. Like, what's the deal? What's going on? And then I started asking around because I was getting nowhere with those uh, tech support guys. So I asked around to other people who were, and I'd become friendly with a bunch of them. And I said, hey, are you guys having this problem too? And they were like, yeah, um, I lose parts of the show all the time. It skips out, it drops, it whatever. I'm like, all right, well, I felt better it wasn't me. And I was just being condescended to by the support people. I was like, all right, there you go. Strike five. Where, where are we? I don't know. Um, so Wednesdays was fun. It was a solid time. What I would do, uh, let's see, did this start on Wednesdays or Sundays? Start on Wednesdays. Um, the people ahead of me, I would just start making up stuff. If I didn't get what they were really t- going to do on the show, like, hey, what are you doing on the show? I'll promote it with my last, you know, two minutes or whatever. And they would tell me, or if they, you know, if they didn't say, or if they said, oh, just doing whatever, I would just make stuff up. Like, I remember just made up, like, oh, he's going to talk about, you know, there's a dinosaur loose in his neighborhood. He's going to talk about it. He's going to try to ride it live on the air. And he was like, what the, what are you talking about? But he, he rolled with it. He went on the show. He's like, yeah, sorry, I caught the dinosaur. I didn't get to ride it, whatever. They, they got it. He would always just kind of play along with it on his show, which I thought was fun. Because if somebody did that for me, nobody really did. Um, but if somebody had, I would have been like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. No problem. And uh, so that was a lot of fun. And my, yeah, Wednesdays, I don't know why. I, I got into a better a better groove. You know what I really love, though? And I've mentioned this before on my holiday episodes. When I do Halloween and Christmas, I know I'm jumping around. But, you know, it was kind of a messy time in my life. <laughs> if I didn't jump around, you would think I was under duress. If I was reading straight from a prompter, you'd think there was a problem. Um yeah, so I I loved the Christmas and Halloween shows because they were easy to plan. I would have the same things and then just to play a bunch of, you know, festive tunes, all the Christmas songs, all the Halloween songs, all the whatever songs. So that made it really easy. Like those shows, when I would come up with a theme for a show, it made it really easy. One time I did a dance party because Bill suggested it early on. That ended up being the second to last show. There's a word for that. I don't know what it is. Um, and that was fun. It was, you know... All dance songs. I did TRL, Kings and Queens, and that was a whole bunch of fun to come up with that list. So being able to do that was, it's something I miss for sure. Like it, when people ask, oh, do you miss live radio? Only a few things. Um, the live feedback, that's the one, that's one for sure. And uh, getting able to play more, like I love playing all the stuff I get to play now, but every so often I'm like, man, I wish I could do Christmas songs, like full. Um, the classics, right, or Halloween songs, or I wish I could do like a theme of, hey, a soundtrack from this game. I wish I could do that, but I don't have any money. So there you go. That's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> so I guess that's out, right? But uh, it's not a bunch. Every so often I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, oh, right. So the weird thing about this, there's going to be a coin there because I had to take a drink and then I lost my place. Um, or I forgot what I was going to go to next. I had See, it's all kind of planned out a little bit, but it's all out of order. I don't know. It's a mess, much like the rest of this show. So the weird thing that happened, so again, we were not paid for this. We were not compensated in any way. This was a complete volunteer project, which I, again, enjoyed. But the weird thing was we had to make up time 
that we missed. So like if I had to go to work or if I had to go do something, if something happened where I couldn't do the show, um, I had to make it up later. And I always thought this was very strange for a group of volunteers to be like, hey, if you want to stay on this volunteer project, you have to make up time that you missed because you have a life and you have to go make money. And I was like, all right, that's... It was weird how adamant they were about that. Like, I understand they want to have live programming as much as they can, but when you have volunteers, you got to understand people are going to have lives. You know, I didn't have kids. I still don't have kids, but um, other people did, right? And so, you know, things happen with kids, whatever. And so expecting them to jump in and find another hour to fill or they just get dropped entirely would just seem really weird to me. But I'll never forget I did a two-hour show one time because I had... Either I missed two shows or I missed one and was planning to miss another. And so I decided, okay, there's a two-hour show that's not on. Let me take that one. And um, I am glad I only did that once because I it, it would always, like, the time stress is what I don't miss because it was always, oh, man, how am I going to fill an hour? And then I would get into the show and I would get to the end, I would, you know, be in the middle of a topic and go, oh, my God, I have two minutes left. I have to, you know, sign off and do all this stuff. So that was always weird. And with two hours, it was even worse because the my fear was, what if I get to the end of my list of topics and songs and I still got 15 minutes to fill? So that was that was messy. Uh, that didn't happen. I think I, I made it out pretty well. I don't know. But I never did that again. Never want to do a, a two-hour live show ever again where I have to be done at a certain time like if i can start at a certain time and just keep rolling and we go an hour or two that's one thing but yeah the the time constraint is what i do not miss um that's yeah for sure no way uh is there a catch no way i did love though um speaking of things that i do miss just giving live shout outs like if somebody said hey i'm listening or hey what about this like i would interrupt my story to give a shout out like i did interrupt my train of thought just to tell you that I interrupted my live show with shout-outs. And it was great. I would be like, hey, I'm here. Boom. How's it going? Hey, Mom. Hey, Bridget. What's going on? Thanks for bringing me with you to the beach or wherever. Um, that was a lot of fun. I kind of wish I could have taken callers. Um, and I'll talk about this, or I did already from the college days where we got all kinds of callers. I kind of wish I could have done that. but the, And they had a, a system, uh, some software to do it, but it was super confusing. I do wish, though, like if I had what I have now, the board I have now, I can just run my cell phone through it. Then I could add some callers and that could have been fun. Like that would have made it a little more fun. Although, you know, internet probably would have been uh choppier at best. And it would have been, uh, it might've been a little messy, but yeah, that would have been fun if I could have gotten some callers, but you know, the live feedback, like, Hey, um, I'm here. What's going on? Here's the answer. Here's the, whatever. Um, that was a good time. I do wish also they had a, a chat function. Like that would have been fun. Because I was doing, this was back when AIM was still a thing, Instant Messenger, right, RIP. Um, so they didn't have like a chat function on the website for some reason, because I don't know why. That would have made it much easier to be interactive, which I would think is what you want, right? Is that not a thing that you want for the live radio station? I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, we did tech support. We did new music. We did making some buddies, shout-outs, holiday shows, where where were we, makeup shifts we did. Uh, let's see. Ba, 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 ba. There it is. Okay, so one of the cooler things about this, 
and this is going to be weird. Like, it's weird that I said it that way, but I did that on purpose. Um, the cooler thing about this was we got reviewed by industry professionals. So people who were in the business would listen to our shows and critique them. And at first it was just like, hey, like your breaks were good. Your, uh, the volume was okay. Your topics were fine, blah, 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 whatever. But, you know, try to slow down, try to do this, try to tighten this up, do this and that. So I got a lot of constructive feedback. And I still have it, actually, a document of all the things that they said that people suggested that I do to make the show better. And I try to use it all the time. I usually pull it up um, during the show, during the podcast, when I can be like, hey, am I doing this? Am I doing this? Am I doing this? And so that was super helpful. But I'll never forget one time I got a review from this guy who had like who was like a graduate professor, professor, professor. That's weird. Um, sorry, <laughs> I can't speak. See, this is why he gave me a bad review. Um, he was like a graduate professor of radio studies somewhere. I forget. He was like, you know, 20, 30 years in the business. And at, by that time, there was like a rubric of, hey, did he mention this? Did they mention this? Did they do this? And one of the questions was, does this show have listener value? Is there, are you going to get something out of this program? Is it something, uh, do you find something different than you'd find on corporate radio? And this guy, said no, no listener value. And I should point out by this time that it was episode 160. And I don't remember that off the top of my head. I looked it up before I did this so I would know because, you know, making a point. So he, he came at me like, hey, this is good. This is good. This is good. But, you know, maybe you should try this. Maybe you should. Uh, his suggestion was, which was just, I don't know why he did this, but he suggested, hey, I want you to do, a, you should do a music hour and a sports hour as separate shows. I'm like, okay, well, if I did that, then it would cease to be the melting pot, right? The whole idea was I did a wrestling show, a sports show, a music show, and a talk show when I was in college, separate shows, and so I brought it all together as a big, uh, you know, melting pot of stuff, and that's the whole point of the show, and I was like, yeah, all right, cool, and again, episode 160, and he was coming at me like it was episode four. He's like, oh, you should try this, and, and you should... Uh, you know, the first break had a lot of had a lot of thoughts in it, and you, you did too much at the top. And what I did at the top of the show, of every show, like I try to do on the podcast, is say, hey, I'm talking about this, and this, and this, and this, and then roll into the first story. That's how it worked. That's what I did. And that's exactly what happened. And I, I you know, tried to follow up with the guy, and he just, I don't know. I don't know what he thought I was getting. He also said he couldn't figure out if it was a music or a talk show. I'm like, well, it's both because um, it's half and half, basically, music and talk, and that's kind of the idea. He's like, oh, I can't figure out what the show's about. I'm like, well, I don't know. Have you listened? Did you actually listen to the show? I don't know. It was really weird. Like, he was coming down on me, but then also was like, no, man, you're doing great. I'm like, am I? Am I? And I don't know why that review sticks in my head all these years later. It was pro it's probably been six or seven years now, and I'm not really sure why that sticks so much in my brain. Because he was like, all right, because I was, I guess I wasn't sure because I took constructive criticism from other people. And again, I use it for the show, but I don't really know what this guy wanted. And I, uh, I got some advice from friends at the time. Like, hey, you should just do a total monotone, like news or sports or whatever show and see if he likes that one. And I thought about, I never did it, but I, I probably should have get some like old like news music and be like, oh, today's top story and just kind of almost Tom Brokaw it, right? That could have been awesome. I don't know. It was weird. Like the, the process itself, the peer review process was great. But then every so often you would get somebody who would just, 
I don't know, maybe he had a bad day. I don't know. But he, he was giving feedback that kind of went against everything the show was about, and he was really confused at what the show was. But I'm like, I don't understand your confusion when I literally tell you, here's what I'm talking about. Here are the bands I'm playing. This is what's happening during the show. And he didn't get it. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. But it was, um, yeah, that was something that really stuck with me because it just seemed weird how he was super hostile. I don't know. Is it weird to be still be mad about I'm not mad, but um, it's just something I thought of when I was putting together this episode. So there you go. There you go. All right. Did we get everything? I think so. Jeez, peer reviews and all this stuff, tech support. I always felt like I was being condescended to. Um, I'm glad I don't do this live. I mean, I did it on YouTube a couple times, but then they changed the way they do things because uh, I can never get the volume right. Like I can never get my voice to be close to matching the music. And it was really frustrating because I also couldn't monitor what you were hearing as the listener. Like I can't do that now either, but I couldn't do it then. And so I had no idea that my voice was like this. And then my music was like this. Like, you know, it was loud Howard and everybody else was talking normally, right? It was just, what a mess. Uh, Pat, why'd you leave? Well, I know it doesn't sound like I had fun, but I really did. Oh yeah, by the way, moved to Sundays because I got my big boy job and I was like, hey, I can't do six o'clock because I can't be in on time. Because um, I like to be prepared. I like to be ready an hour before I was going on the air. So I had all my stuff written out, ready to go, had all the songs in the right order and all that. So uh, I liked to be prepared, and with the new job, I wasn't going to be home in time. So like, all right, cool, man. Go to Sundays, noon to one. They offered me noon to two at first, and I was like, nope, not doing two hours ever again. Um, so I did Sundays, and that was really fun. I would chat with the people on before and after me, and it was great. And again, I like I had found a rhythm, and I just had a lot of fun. And I got to do like football preview and baseball preview like right before the games were on. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time. But then I got to a point where I just kind of was tired of dealing with the people, like the people in charge. It was, And I'm not, you know, not mad at anybody specifically, but I guess maybe not the people, but the process that I had to go through, like the steps I had to go through for, uh, for support or, you know, if I, I like I was trying to get them to upgrade the mobile site so it would actually work on phones because it didn't work on a lot of people's phones. I'm like, why? Would you not want a mo? This was 2015. This was happening 2014, 2015, and they still didn't have like a decent way to play the station on mobile. And I actually made an app for them. Like now, I mean, I made it like really for myself. Um, and I was like, hey, can we use this? Can you use this? And no, I was told it would be cost prohibitive to put it in the app store, which didn't make sense to me because I wasn't going to charge for it. But anyway, um, yeah. So it took like a year for them to get that up and running. And my last show, I uh, <laughs> I did you know I did episode two hundred of that show, and you know I put it up on iTunes, put it up on the website, whatever. The next day, all my <laughs> from the site, from iTunes, from everything, I was kicked out of the Facebook group. It was all gone. So when I needed help and was trying to make it better for them, for people to actually listen, it took them a year. When I was gone, less than a day. And I was like, all right, I guess that's, uh, it is what it is. I get that, that told me a lot. And the reason that I left, uh, that was one thing. Um, there had been a new program director who had uh, been installed or been whatever, promoted through the ranks. And he was a buddy of mine. He was an ally of mine, I, I thought. And then he left. And after that, I was like, all right, 
So the uh, the process that I'm going through, I'm not enjoying anymore. Uh, my ally, my biggest ally is gone, and I'm about running out of music. So so I think it's time time to go. Uh, plus, I had been offered this spot here on the network by Adam Gorey, and I was like, all right, you know what? It was almost a perfect storm. Let's try this out. Let's do this. And here I am, you know, at, well, when I'm recording this, 246 episodes in, I don't know when this episode is going to hit you, but... Um, yeah, it, it just, listen, overall I had fun. Um, they actually had us take a survey Hi-yo. and they were like, Hey, would you, one of the questions was, would you recommend this station to the radio, this radio station to somebody who wants to do a radio show, wants to get started and wants to advance. And I said, I'd recommend it to somebody who wants to do a radio show, but I would not recommend it to somebody who wants to start a career because I was promised job leads after six months. I was there four years and didn't get one. So, and I said, I was brutally honest and they said, you won't face any repercussions. And I didn't, although I, I feel like they were slighted a bit by some comments that I'd made. Should I read it? I'm not going to pull it up. Um, I don't even know if I still have it. I have no idea. But, you know, again, overall, I had fun. Like I had a lot of fun. It was great to be back on the air. It was great to uh, to get the live feedback, to discover new music, to... Uh, I made a bunch of friends. Like I said, the holiday shows were the most fun. Um, I had a great time. You know, technical issues aside, I had a lot of fun. Uh, and then it just ended up being, you know, and it was offered to me when I started doing the podcast. I could do, I could have done both. But then I decided if I was going to do one, I was going to pour everything I had into it and not be pulled away from something by something else. And so I was like, all right, you know what? It's it's just time. And I got to end on episode 200, nice even round number. Um, and it was, it, it went great. Like everything was fine overall though. The experience, you know what? No, the experience overall was positive. There were some, uh, some, there's some rough stuff, but I learned a lot. I met some cool people. I had a ton of fun and it gave me kind of the baseline to do this. So basically what I did was carry that show over to this show minus the license to music. But that means I get to play all kinds of new stuff that uh, maybe you've never heard before, and I get to interview some people and have all kinds of fun. So uh, a net positive experience. You know, there's that guy who couldn't figure out the show. I really, I want to send that guy an episode of this podcast just to see if his head explodes. I don't know. <laughs> so there you go. That was my my tenure as an on-air talent for an independent radio station. I had a lot, again, it was fun. You know, there was some, there was some tough stuff there, but... Um, you know, it's taken me a while to figure out the true answer to this question because people would ask me all the time early on, hey, will you will you ever go back to live radio? Would you ever go back to the station? And for a while, I was like, oh, maybe I'll go back and do a one-off and, you know, do, do whatever. But at this point, no, uh, I would not go back because then I remember all the crap that I had to go through to, uh, to be on the show, to be on the air, to be, um, be a member of the team and it seemed like a lot of extra work. I liken it to when I worked for the skate shop 10, 12 years ago. And uh, they were, they made us do all these like seven packets of stuff. It was like, you know, fill in the blank and answer these questions. Like, it was tests, basically. And I, we're all looking at each other like, hey, we're cashiers. We're making seven bucks an hour. What's the deal? So I liken it to that where once we actually got to do the thing, it was good. It went okay. But the whole stuff around it where we had to do all this extra stuff, it was kind of messy. Um but again, overall, had fun. I wish I could have figured out some uh, some of the technical issues 
So it might have made it might have been a better show for the listener, but you know, now I can just fix it afterwards or re-record it in this case. So there you go. All right. I tried to keep these under 30 minutes. This one right now I'm at 32. Um sorry, I tried. Uh, <laughs> I tried. All right. Uh, but going forward, I got a couple of fun ones. I, again, I don't know when they're going to come out. I have no idea when the, these are going to be needed or if they're going to be needed. They may just be in the bank for nothing. Um, I think I got a couple. There's one retail story that may be a little shorter, but I want to give it its own space because I could never figure out a good time to tell it. Um, and here's a tease. It was uh, a customer came in and told me about a reality show that he wanted to have at a card store. That may be the next one. It may be three from now. I may put it on a random episode of the podcast. No, I won't do that, but it'll make it its own thing. So there's your tease. I don't know, but uh, there you go. There's your there's your little appetizer from me doing the thing. There's That's my time in indie radio. You know, any other questions, let me know. Comments, concerns, observations, suggestions for uh, these one-topic shows, let me know everywhere at The Meltic Pat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and dot com um two zero nine eight six seven seven six three eight leave a voicemail send a text do the thing all right the next level network.com that's where all of our wonderful shows are uh facebook the next level network i think it still is and you know follow all the shows up there subscribe to the thing so you never miss an episode um, i'm not saying anything current because i don't know what's going to be there when this comes out so uh so there you go oh boy um yeah that's it man this has been an eight boiler production Uh, So until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. G-Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. My friends, that is our show. Thank you for listening again. I hope that uh, that you're hearing this because something good happened to me and um, and not something awful. All right? Uh, I don't know what's on tap for the next show. I don't even know when that is. So there you go. I love you. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. Don't be a moron. All right? You've been inside the Melting Pat here on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo. Could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty ass as a lemonade will be nice. Of a spice from the top to a VK. Got a back row of swings, but cross. Got the bait on the front porch. Yeah, I got some ice tea. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming. Don't give me no bugs. Glass some ice and a dash of a It's not seen me time. Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cold, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage, space so it's cold. Cold, 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 cold. Something from the bar. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, uh, cause I'm feeling kind of party. Stick it in the fridge, 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 stick it in the fridge. Go girl, work the cold one. 
go, go, work the cold one. What? Go, go, work the cold one. Go, go, work the cold one. Yo, where I'm fishing, let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs and a big bag of ice. And you look at the bite, but the brew tastes an ice back to the ball. So every deck of reason I collide. Need a whole lot of them food drinks to catch me up. But I must tell you, I'm the Kool-Aid kid. Only serve my drink, please stick it in the fridge. Cause I like cool beverage, yeah. Kinda thirsty. This party doesn't stop till the ratings are on top. Yeah! Party 93.4.